Yeah, we just, just however this plays out, please don't let us ever forget the Lord. So that also gave the Kumaras pause, because the Kumaras uh, over the course of time recognized that they were, after all, servants of the Lord. And Prabhupada says in text two of this chapter, something pretty very extraordinary. Um, to commit, and it is purport, Prabhupada writes, to commit an offense at the feet of a devotee of the Lord is a great wrong. So they're both actually doing wrong things here by Krishna's arrangement. Because Krishna wants to fight, that's ultimately what's, what's happening. So there's going to be three verses even, so Krishna wants to fight. Uh, so Krishna can fight. So, but there's so many other uh, lessons to be learned. So Prabhupada writes, to commit an offense at the feet of a devotee of the Lord is a great wrong. So they each wrong each other. <laughs> You'll see back and forth. And they both start realizing different things about what's going on. Even when a living entity is promoted to Vaikuntha, now this is astonishing. Because usually here, there's no disharmony. The Vaikuntha attitude is one of service and everything's harmonious. But even when a living entity is promoted to Vaikuntha, there is still a chance that he may commit offenses. Now, Prabhupada qualifies. But the difference is that when one is in a Vaikuntha planet, even if by chance, of course, there's no such thing as chance, but it is the Lord's brain. So that's here. Chance in the material world, we just don't know. So we call it chance. But in the spiritual world, it's an arrangement by the Lord. But the difference is that when one is in a Vaikuntha planet, even if by chance one commits an offense, he is protected by the Lord. So it's not like Anadi Karma Pale, you know, we, it's not like the original sin of misusing our free will and then, and then uh, you know, Krishna, he has to, he, he, okay, you don't really want to do this, you don't want to be my competitor. Just be happy, use your free will properly, certainly. But there has to be some way, uh, way to act out those desires, so down in the material world. But this is different. This is all under the internal potencies of Prophet writes. This is the remarkable fact in the dealings of the Lord and the servitor, as seen in the present incident concerning Jayan Vijay. Uh, okay. The word adikramam used herein indicates that in offending a devotee, one neglects the Supreme Lord himself. What is that in the Bible that saying? As you've done unto the least of them, so you've done unto me. Jesus, Jesus said that. Uh, so, when the intentions, like the gatekeepers thought they were just keeping out some you know, riffraff, right? And, 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 the, and, and the Kumaras thought that they were rightly ejecting from the spiritual world riffraff, you know, people who were posing as gatekeepers, but actually, what is this? What are these people? These so called guards. Uh, but the whole thing is arranged by the Lord to teach me, us, uh, a lesson. So, so the verse again. A wrong act committed by a servant leads people in general to blame his master, just as a spot of white leprosy on any part of the body 
dilutes all of the skin. So Prabhupada spends the whole purport cautioning us. It's like he's, he's cautioning, uh, he's praised the Kumaras, the Lord. And now he's, he's injecting the word caution. Because on the face of it, uh, the Lord says, yes, it's good, you've cursed, cursed them. Of course, because it's serving his purpose. Um, but also, the, the, the Kumaras by this time are aware that maybe they acted impetuously, rashly. So they're taking this as an indirect way of warning them, too. Again, a wrong act. The Lord speaking extensively about the gatekeepers. Right? Committed by a servant leads people in gender to blame his master. Just as his father by leprosy on any part of the body includes all the skin. So they're like, the Acharya say, the Kumaras, this gives the Kumaras pause. The Lord is actually talking to us. Because they're pure. And so they, they're open to any kind of uh, purification coming from the Lord. So Prabhupada, in the purport, he uh, gives the, the remedy <coughs> by alluding to a couple of real famous verses. Purport again, a Vaishnava therefore should be fully qualified. So, because if we're uh, still covered by bad qualities, if we allow ourselves to remain with bad qualities, then that's going to reflect badly on Krishna. Right? And Prabhupada would say that too. Uh, to this, he would remind the devotees. You know, when you should read books, you're about preaching. Remember, you're, you're representing Krishna. So don't uh, besmirch Krishna's good name, Krishna's wonderfulness. A Vaishnava, therefore, should be fully qualified. As stated in the Bhagavatam, anyone who must become a Vaishnava has developed all of the qualities of the living gods. Famous verse. Everybody ready? Yes, Yasti Bhakti Bhagavan Kitimchana Savaranasatra Samasate Sara Arava Bhakta Sekato Mahaguna Manovatiya Sati Bhavatovi. This is the residence of Jambadweep offering prayers to the Lord in the fifth canto where we learn about the universe. And so the residence of Jambadweep, Earth is or Jambuki, nine, nine island, or islands. Prabhupada uh, says, just like you have continents, Earth, Earth is also known, he says, as Saptadweep. And he says, the two poles, North and South America, and then he lumps Europe and Asia. That's like a big island. <laughs> and then he says, Australia. Oh, That's seven. So he says, similarly, the planets are surrounded by oceans of space. We're floating in space, all the planets. So this is, everything's an island. Even though no man is an island, right? Job done. I was just in Trader Joe's, and this guy was quoting the cashier. No man is an island. (laughs) I said, where was that from? He said, John. And then he quoted another famous one. Oh, yeah. 
It's later in the standard, it says, ask not for whom the bell tolls, for the bell tolls for thee. I said, wow, that's two, uh, that's two famous lines in one, in one poem. Uh, are you a teacher, sir? No, I just read a lot. And I said, the world needs more people like you. And then he turns to his wife, who was an Asian lady, and said, tell her that. <laughs> You can imagine, you'd probably drive me nuts all day, right? By quoting famous lines from literature that she probably isn't even isn't aware of, because she's from another part of the world. Anyway, so the famous verse we just sang, the residents of Jamadeep say, All the demigods and their exalted qualities, such as religion. Now this is everything that we... Uh, is in us, but perhaps it's not so uncovered. Such as religion, knowledge, and renunciation become manifest in the body of one who has developed unalloyed devotion for the Supreme Personality of Godhead Vasudev. And then counterpoint, on the other hand, a person devoid of devotional service and engaged in material activities has no good qualities. And the material mind goes, huh? But there's more. Even if he, the one without, who's not a devotee, is adept at the practice of mystic yoga or the honest endeavor of maintaining his family and relatives, he must be driven by his own mental speculations and must engage in the service of the Lord's external energy. How can there be any good qualities in such a man? The idea is that if our qualities are rooted in that which is actually timeless, eternal, and service to the Lord, that's actually solid. Then those qualities are, uh, won't leave us if we, in other words, if we reach a certain, we're always awakening, awakening, awakening. So if we're awakening, then those qualities are rooted in something, in Krishna. But, if we're not God-conscious, Krishna-conscious, um, then the qualities that, we're, uh, that make up our nature are material. And we're all under the spell, materially, of a different combination of the modes of material nature. So today I can be good, but when the weather changes, the cause of weather, time, because time is acting over the modes. Tomorrow I can do something about it. So those qualities, they might appear to be really good. That's why we kind of blink or we scratch our head when we hear the non-devotees said, oh, I don't talk to non-devotees and they're great. Okay, but that, that's nice. But if those qualities don't find repose in devotional service to the Lord, then here today, gone tomorrow. That's what happens, uh, and that's why you see, as I mentioned, the horoscopes go up and down, up and down, up and down. Okay, uh, let's look at the purport of this verse, because it ties in with today's purport. Purport, as explained in the next verse, Krishna is the original source of all living entities. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, wherein Krishna says, who knows the verse in the Gita where Krishna says, we're in the 
Yeah, that's the most famous one. It says in a couple of times. Like the verse after Tadvidi, what does he say in the next verse? Yeah, but the next verse. Everybody knows the famous, just try to learn the truth, but then... And when you have thus learned the truth, you will know that all living beings are but part of me, dear in me, in our mind. Yeah, my mom showed you, okay, that's uh, right here. <coughs> Quote, the living entities in this conditioned world are my eternal fragmental parts, so we're eternally little fragment, little sparks of Krishna. But sometimes the sparks jump out of the fire and become almost extinguished. Well, that's not possible completely because we're, we're co-eternal with Krishna, so they never cease to be. Due to conditioned life, they are struggling very hard. But the six senses, which include the mind, sound familiar, huh? Hard struggle for existence in the material world. Uh, and all that happiness and all that suffering, it's really all in the mind. The master mind is plotting and reaping the fruits of its uh, the actions. And sometimes they taste very sweet, sometimes very bitter. Prabhupada continues, All living entities are part and parcel of Krishna, and therefore when they revive, their original Krishna consciousness, they possess all the good qualities of Krishna in a small quantity. We never, we're always, our position is always very humble. Krishna is infinite and we're infinitesimal. When one engages himself in the nine processes of devotional service, and this is the key to reviving our original, our original nature. Nine processes, what are they? In plain English, hearing, chanting, remembering, serving the lotus feet, right? Archanam, worshiping the deity, Vandanam, praying. Dasyam, making oneself as a servitor. Sakyam, being friend, making friends with the Lord. Not just, you know, peaceful coexistence. <laughs> right? We're actually lovers of God. Sakyam, <laughs> and surrendering everything to the Lord. So this is the nine process. One's heart becomes purified and immediately understands his relationship with Krishna. He then revives his original quality of Krishna consciousness instead of body consciousness or mind consciousness. It's Krishna consciousness. We identify with Krishna. <coughs> and now, in the, uh, now the purport turns toward the CC because it's in the Sri Chaitanya Chaitamrita where these qualities are also listed. In the Adi Lila of Chaitanya Chaitamrita, chapter 8, there is a description of some of the qualities, some of the qualities of devotees. And then we're going to look at this. This prophet says, for example, for example, Sri Pandit Haridas, not Haridas Thakur, but Haridas Pandit. Sri Pandit Haridas is described as being 
very well behaved, tolerant, peaceful, magnanimous, and grave. In addition, he spoke, he spoke very sweetly. So he wasn't just grumpy. Grave doesn't mean grumpy, it just means sober. He spoke very sweetly. His endeavors were very pleasing. He was always patient. He respected everyone. He always worked for everyone's benefit. His mind was free of duplicity. He didn't speak with forked tongue. Himosabi. He spoke straight. And he was completely devoid of malicious activities. These are all originally qualities of Krishna. And one be when one becomes a devotee, they automatically become manifest. So automatically it's a misunderstood word. We actually have to cultivate those qualities. And just like Prophet writes, you have to cope. If you want to learn how to walk, you better practice. So even though there, the walking capacity is present in the child, he never gets an opportunity to practice that. He can't manifest it. He has to practice. And he slips and he falls. Satsuri <laughs> uh, Bharaj once asked Swamiji, Steve, Swamiji, is there a point where one never falls down again? That's how we know. Me and Fight Stage were always slipping. <laughs> we always slip, something slips out of it, passes our lips, and we can't take it back. Oop, I wish I hadn't said that. Right? Or we do something. Oop, wish I hadn't done that. But we just have to keep getting up and practice, because practice makes perfect. Um, Sri Krishna Das Kaviraj, the author of Chaitanya Chaitamrita, says that all good qualities become manifest in the body of a Vaishnava, and that only by the presence of these good qualities can one distinguish a Vaishnava from a non-Vaishnava. So, if I claim to be an aspiring devotee, I gotta act like it. I gotta talk like it. I gotta behave like it. I gotta walk the talk. Krishna Das Kaviraj lists the following 26 good qualities of a Vaishnava. We heard these recently. Let's hear them again. One, he is very kind to everyone. Everybody likes that. Right? Uh, what's the bumper sticker? What is that? Practice, what is it? Be kind. Yeah, what was this? I forget. It starts with its beauty, something beauty, and random acts of kindness. What's the, what's the thing is? Random acts of kindness. Something senseless. 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 Perform. Anyway, he is very kind to everyone. Two, he does not make anyone his enemy. Three, he is truthful. Four, he is equal to everyone. Five, no one can find any fault in him. Six, he is magnanimous. Seven, he is mild. Eight, he is always clean. Nine, he is without possessions. This is my word, Bob. <laughs> Don't you forget it. Well, there's always uh, appropriate applications of these qualities. Too. Ten, he works for everyone's benefit. Eleven, he is very peaceful. Twelve, he is always surrendered to Krishna. Thirteen, he has no material desires. Fourteen, is very meek. 
15, he is steady. 16, he controls his senses. 17, he does not eat more than required. 18, he is not influenced by the Lord's illustrious energy. Uh, 19, he offers respect to everyone. 20, he does not desire any respect for himself. 21, he is very brave. 22, he is merciful. 23, he is friendly. 24, he is poetic. 25, he is expert. 26, he is silent. So these will manifest in different devotees in different ways. Uh. Okay, so let's go to the example of Pandit Haridas, which mentioned in CC that Prabhupada alludes to in CC Adi 8, text 54 to 57, just a few verses. <coughs> There's a temple of Govindaji, the Govinda temple. Sevara Anyaksha Sri Pandit Haridas Tamreya Shaguna Sarva Jagate Prakash. In that temple, the chief servitor was Sri Haridas Pandit. Sounds like he was the Mahant. He was the head of the, that means his chief servant. His qualities and fame are known all over the world. Purport. Sri Haridas Pandit was a disciple of Sri Ananda Acharya, who was a disciple of Gadadhar Pandit. These are all amazing devotees of the Lord. Shushil Sahishnu Shanta Vadam Yagambir Maduravachana Maduracheshta Mahadhir. He was gentle, tolerant, peaceful, magnanimous, grave, sweet in his words, and very sober in his endeavors. So he wasn't soppy. No, he wasn't just a, anything goes, yeah, whatever. He was very, he was, he was sweet, but he was very sober. He was brave, sober it isn't. He knew the purpose of life, and he taught it by his example. Sabara sammana karta karina sabarahit kotilya matsarya hingsana janitam rachit. He was respectful to everyone and worked for the benefit of all. Diplomacy, envy, and jealousy were unknown to his heart. That's a real, that's a test, you know, because when our main mode of the sense gratification, there comes times when we have to be duplicitous and deceitful to protect that sense gratification, but not so with the heart of a pure devotee. He just was a straight shooter because he's serving Krishna and whatever is favorable for that, he accepts, even if it seems to be painful in the short term. Yeah, I just saw a billboard the other day too. A picture of a young kid. Some billboard for education. Uh, something about he's. You know this billboard? What does it say? No, no, I was thinking of a different billboards. Yeah, this is it. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly. The point is that the billboard was he does his work right. He, he doesn't take the easy way out. 
He just takes the right way. Yeah, it's, there was a contrast between what's easy and what's right. So generally in the material world, we do what's easy, what's expedient, you know, some quick fix. That's the mentality. It's called prayas, the short term. But the devotee is always thinking of the ultimate good, Krishna. And 57, the 50 qualities of Lord Krishna were all present in his body. So we hear 26 qualities of the devotee. But then there's 50 qualities of Lord Krishna who are all present in his body. Uh, doesn't list them all, but Prabhupada writes a brief purport. In the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, the transcendental qualities of Sri Krishna are mentioned. Among these, 50 are primary. And in minute quantity, they were all present in the body of Sri Haridas Pandit. So, in my quantity, because Krishna is infinite and we're infinitesimal. Since every living entity is a part of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, all 50 of these good qualities of Sri Krishna are originally minutely present in every living being. Due to his contact with material nature, these qualities are not visible in the conditioned soul. But when one <laughs> becomes a purified devotee, <coughs> they all automatically manifest themselves. This is stated in Srimad Bhagavatam 5.18.12, so that's full circle right back to the verse Prabhupada's quoting. Uh, yeah. Okay, so it might seem a very daunting task to become a devotee, but actually to become a pure devotee means just to become who we are. That's who we are originally. That's where we come from. We come from the land of eternity, bliss, and knowledge, and pure devotional service. So, bhakti is the process of uncovering that nature. Let's see if I have anything more to add here. Um, yeah, this is like a caution today. The Lord cautions the Kumaras and all of us to act with care so we don't disgrace ourselves and ultimately him. That's pretty amazing. And as the verses go on, you're going to see, I think it's the next verse, Krishna says, you know, for the sake of his devotees, he would lop off his own arm. So the Kumaras are uh, hearing this and feeling rather embarrassed <clears throat> that they've cursed. But actually, it was a large arrangement because they wanted to fight. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Anybody have any questions or comments? Yes, it's in the book. You didn't say what Prabhupada said in response to Sasprudnaraj's question. Oh, yeah. Yes, he said, let me just think. Uh, I think he just gave him a brief, brief answer. Yes. Uh, I have to go back. I think there's a little bit more to it. But he just assured, he assured uh, Steve that you know, it's not a, it's not a, a perpetual Sisyphean, you know, the myth of Sisyphus where you're rolling a boulder up the, you know, it always comes back down in your head. And it's not, there's, there comes a time when you don't have to go through that anymore. <laughs> uh, because, why? Because of Krishna, 922. <laughs> Yeah, 
But those who worship me with exclusive devotion, that's the key. Meditating on my transcendental form, to them I preserve what they have, and I carry what they lack. So when we're just trying to, in this world, we're just trying to, it's us against the universe, right? And I'm just trying to, just trying to get ahead, and I'm trying to, uh, I just want to survive, you know, whatever we're trying. But we're just depending on our own, the, the power of our own karma. I mean, it's Krishna through the modes. But when we become aspiring devotees, then what we want is what the Lord wants, and therefore the devotee can do amazing things. Sometimes the example is given. Uh, a kid, and he sees some weights. He sees his father lifting some weights, pumping iron. And so he wants to see if he can do it. So he picks up a barbell, say, uh, yeah, that's not too heavy. Um, and, then, and then the father helps him lift it, over his head, and then the father, and then the boy thinks he's still holding it, but actually the father is bearing a lot of the weight. He's got his hand on it too. <laughs> so Krishna, uh, when Krishna carries what we lack, if we have a good desire, then the devotee can do amazing things because Krishna helps him do that. That's why Prabhupada said on the, on the ship, "So make me dance. You can. I can't do that. I can't convince you, but you can do it." So uh, you can speak through me. I'm here. Uh, I'm your man in America. To make my words pure, these people are buried in passion and ignorance. I can't convince these people. So that's exactly what happened. And that's therefore Prophet said, I like to read my books. Yes, because I like to see what Krishna has written through me. So yeah, we can, uh, we can get rid of the cloud of the, <laughs> the modes of nature. <laughs> As Chris is pleased with us, he lifts the cloud. Otherwise, we can't do it. So there comes a time when yeah, we don't backslide because Chris is pleased with us and he lifts the modes. This divine energy of mind consisting of three modes of material nature is very difficult to overcome, but those who have surrendered unto me can easily grasp it. Krishna does it. Yes, it's all again. I've been asking this question to some devotees. <laughs> you want to see? I want to hear different responses. <laughs> but this way, how Krishna protects his devotees, but he doesn't necessarily protect the body of devotees. Yeah, didn't, didn't this is a deja vu? Didn't you ask this last time? Yeah, I, want, I just want to hear because I heard from somebody else. Now. Did I thought you asked me? No, I didn't ask you. Huh? I guess I was in the audience. So, say it again. Oftentimes we see devotees, they get in a car accident, yeah. they get their heads chopped off. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> get their heads chopped off. Yeah, no. Every, everyday occurrences. <laughs> okay, Krishna addresses this. Let me see if he gets it. If he nails it exactly over here. Coming in. You know, it's chapter 8, attaining the supreme, different ways to leave this world, and light and darkness, and then at the end. Because if you leave in light, then you're 
on the way up, you know, to light, either Brahman or all the way up to Krishna. And then Krishna wraps it up because it seems, because it's, Chris is, you know, he reaches out to karmis, gyanis, and yogis. This is a very mystic yogi kind of outreach. Different ways to leave the world. You know, you got to really uh, mind your P's and Q's, how, how you do it, right? Mystic yoga. But then in text 26, according to Vedic opinion, there are two ways of passing from this world, one in light and one in darkness. When one passes in light, he does not come back. When one passes in darkness, he returns. But then Krishna says, although the devotees know these two paths, so we hear about all this in Bhagavad, you know, mystic yoga, different things. Oh, Arjuna, they are never bewildered. They don't, they're not uh, sweating, you know, when am I going to leave? Therefore, be always fixed in devotion. Now, Prabhupada unpacks that in the purport. He says, Krishna is here advising Arjuna that he should not be disturbed by the different paths the soul can take when leaving the material world. A devotee of the Supreme Lord should not worry whether he will depart by arrangement or by accident. Because uh-huh. usually we think just of the, uh, you know, the earlier verse in the chapter where Krishna opens by talking about you know, if you're absorbed in me, at the time of death, you come to me. But here, Prabhupada is saying, you don't have to worry about if it's, you know what's coming or you're blindsided, right? Uh, the devotee should be firmly established in Krishna consciousness and chant Hare Krishna. He should know that concern over either of these two paths is troublesome. Whether you want to go up or down or, or you know, whatever it is. Uh, the best way to be absorbed in Krishna consciousness is to be always dovetailed in his service. So Krishna doesn't, we might circumstantially forget Krishna at the moment of death, but Krishna doesn't forget us. He's not, he's not, Krishna is not a, a scorekeeper. He's not, he's not a technicality. <laughs> he's not going to, well, it and back down, you know, do not pass go, back to, you know, back to back to jail. Okay, Krishna's not like that. Um, dovetailed in his service, and this will make one's path to the spiritual kingdom safe, certain, and direct. <laughs> just we just have to trust Krishna. He, that somebody up there likes us, and somebody inside us likes us, right? The word yoga yukta is especially significant in this verse. One who is firm in yoga is constantly engaged in Krishna consciousness in all his activities. Sri Rupa Goswami advises, One should be unattached in material, in material affairs and do everything in Krishna consciousness. By this system, which is called yukta vairagya, one attains perfection. Therefore, the devotee is not disturbed by these descriptions because he knows that his passage to the supreme abode is guaranteed by devotional service. So, so if we spend a whole life um, serving Krishna, then naturally, just like I give the example, if, you, if you're always absorbed in your studies, then you don't have to cram for the exam. 
because you know it. You don't have to pull an all-nighter. <laughs> right? Pop and pills and go in there and you chances are you'll, you'll choke anyway. But even if you remember, then you forget it. So what's that? <coughs> so whether by, what did Prabhupada say, arrangement or accident. So that way devotional service is always protecting our Krishna consciousness, even if, you know, momentarily, uh, somehow, we, yeah, material nature does something weird. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here, I got the book. I quoted this line from the point of the bell tolls. Yes. It tolls for me. Yes. I believe that refers to the, the bell the church tolling one dies ah. at the funeral. And that bell tolling. Yes. That means you've been taken by death. Uh-huh. And so that line refers to the fact that that bell is tolling for everyone. It tolls yes. for you. Yes. Because you're going to die also. Every funeral anticipates our own, right? That's usually what happens when we go to funerals. We feel very mortal. Our mortality is like staring. There's a re-staring at the casket. We say it's an open casket. Then we know, okay, I'm in line too. Yes? That reminds me of the billboard I saw. Oh, good. Is, um, the UMC, you might say that. What does it the say? UMC builds a new branch to their hospital. So they build a new wing. UMC? UMC. What is that? University? University of Medical Center. They oh, yeah. okay. They have a UMC. They build yeah. a new wing, so they have a bank, they have a billboard out there that says, a view of, your, of our future. A view of they our future. They have the hospital there that says, a view of our future. That means you're going to be in this in this war dying? They didn't mean that. <laughs> right. That's, <laughs> that's how we take it. It's a good reminder. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, as this chapter goes on, um, Jayajiva and Vijay cursed by this, you see all the twists and turns as, as the characters see what's going on from different perspectives. It's very interesting. And this is like, this is life. You know, we, we see things one way and then we become a little more conscious and we see it another way. <laughs> so yeah, the gatekeepers and Jayajiva. Are learning a lot uh, for our benefit, and and mainly we're hearing how wonderful the Lord is. I mean, gives Himself to His devotees. Any more questions? Oh, I oh, go ahead. You quoted this Bible verse that you know, as you do into the research. Yeah, where is that? I don't know, but you spoke about it in relation to. Uh, I get it. Maybe the, the Lord's humble creature devotee is, is the least of mine. You know, you can't harm him. But I thought the, the context in the Bible was referred and even said, maybe I'm kind of asking, you know, as you do into the bull, I thought that was specifically said. Oh, well, let's yeah, get that reference. You know, and so, oh, because it's sacrifice or something in there? Yeah, I don't, the, the context is everything. So, we, yeah, get the context and we'll see what Jesus meant. With all these sweet little animals yesterday on the campus, you know, and just to think, and everybody loved them, you know, to think that they're being tortured on you know, mass scale, mass society. Yeah. 
you know, kids, 300 K that we know for our whole life, hundreds of resident lives. And everybody should have their bacon though. <laughs> you gotta have your bacon. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was the Bible verse. Well, find the context and we can really know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how we're. I guess it's easy with Google to look it up. Yes. <laughs> Just Google it. <clears throat> I think it is. Um, I was going to bring up, I, 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 and I forgot, I was going to ask Deborah. You must know this. Famous Swiss psychologist who was a disciple of. Freud, who was the first to, and was really uh, excited about the Vedas. The Vedas. I know you know the place famous. It's not Eric Fromm, it's not, uh, it was driving me nuts. I was waking up last night, I was trying to think of the guy's name. And and based on the teachings of this psychologist, there was an SLN Institute opened up by Fritz Perls on the West Coast in the 60s. Gestalt, the Gestalt therapy. You must know about that. You must have heard that. This comes from. Really oh. Okay. He didn't study that. People come to you after going to psychologists. Anyway, I'll look it up. Put myself out of misery. So it, it might seem like a big task, but we're just trying to become who we are. Does that make sense? <laughs> pure spirit souls having a material experience, having a nightmare, and trying to wake up. And Bhagavatam is helping us. Srila Prabhupada Mm-hmm. It was like a, they took it like it was a progressive thing, like like, exactly. the, like the, the hospital opening. Oh, like yeah. It was like we're making progress. Like it's like yes. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. You couldn't stop the <laughs> <laughs> You're simply increasing it.